What is up? Welcome to the first Summer Series podcast of the 2021 offseason. Of course, it is the Sukup Manufacturing Summer Series. When was this year? Four? No. Six? Six? Jeez. Well, we're getting old. The Summer Series started in 15, but I think Sukup jumped on uh, in 2016. Okay. Well, you're you're the historian here. They've been... been, We've been riding with their their train ever since. Well, I mean, here's the deal, Bloom. Um, I know it's not really your world, but you're going up to Armstrong this weekend. I am. Northwest. You probably hear about grain prices being on the rise. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to consider investing in on-farm storage. Contact your local Sukup dealer to learn more about a Sukup farm bin and how it can increase your profits. Visit www.sukup.com, S-U-K-U-P.com. Click Find Your Dealer. From our family to your farm, Sukup makes the quality products you can trust. I actually went up and uh, toured there a couple months ago. That was awesome. That was quite the deal they got going on up there in Sheffield. And they continue to grow. It's like half the town. It's an amazing Maybe more. I Actually, I've, I've driven by it. I've never been in there, so I need to talk to Steve, Emily, and gang to... Yeah, you should check go. it out, Rachel. Go check it out. Um, okay, so here's the deal. We don't have like a spe- specific topic we're going to do. This is a different type of summer series than we have. We, we do have some of those planned for the next couple of weeks. Um, what we wanted to do today was give another podcast to you all for the holiday weekend, the long weekend. We know that you're probably going to be wanting podcasts, um, so here we are. Uh, also on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network on Thursday, I did two interviews, one with Bridget Carlton as she, uh, the Suka Legends podcast there, talking to her about Team Canada, uh, just what she's been up to over the last year or so. I thought it was pretty good. And then I also uh, did one with a Built to Lead podcast with Billy Finley, also from the women's program. And we talked about... Um, a lot of different stuff. Even if you're not a diehard women's basketball fan, uh, a lot of Iowa State stuff in there. So I would encourage you to check those out as well. It was on Sunday night. We asked for some mailbag questions for our Sunday night podcast. And we kind of decided, okay, we got so many good questions. Let's break this up into two. And that's what we're doing for this first Suk Up Summer Series. We're heavy football. We wanted to go heavy football, kind of dip our toes into the 2021 season. Uh, if you're tired of the name, image, and likeness dis- conversations, you're in luck. We're not going to do any of that in this podcast. We're talking football. Anyways, Thankfully. Yes, we are talking football. and then It's a big topic, but I think it's been well real, covered. Real quick, Zach, Zach with the question of the week, in my opinion. Uh, best drink and food options for the 4th of July party. You know what I'm doing. I'm making ribs, pork ribs. Uh, Good choice. I like the baby back ribs. I have my neighbor, Chris, who's a big uh, meat smoker. He's partial to the St. Louis spare ribs. I prefer the baby backs. And um, I will have uh, – my wife actually got me bloom for, for my birthday, a rib rack thing for the Traeger. Oh, wow. I'll probably have four racks going. I think I'm going to do a couple spicy, a couple sweet. That's my deal. Throw some hot dogs on for the kids. Um, and I, the beers, I'll probably do an assortment of Iowa craft beers. And probably in the nighttime. Just go with the, 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 the good, good stuff. stuff. The good stuff. I, you know. Cody Road, baby. I am. Uh, 
Actually, so the good stuff, I think, is like trademarked by Templeton. Templeton. So I don't want to get Cody Rhodes sure. in trouble. So the, the Cody Rhodes good stuff. Yeah. I I kind of want to stay in Bondurant then this weekend if you're doing you four racks of ribs. My I gosh. Actually, so you know how much I love the fourth. This morning, I splurged. I bought a slip and slide and a new pool for the kids. We're going to have it all set up. We're going to have three pools, a slip and slide, the Traeger, all going on in my front yard on the 4th of July. I'm going to be at a parade in Armstrong where the fire truck, the one fire truck drives by. Oh, man. But Everett's going to love he that. Loves it. Everett's going to love uh, it. You know, for me, I'm simple. You know, just give me a burger and a beer. Jeez. And Cody Road at the end of the night. But, you know, just, like, don't get too crazy. Don't get too cra- Anywhere on, a, on the lake. I agree. You know, I'm a, a lake a, guy. A beer and a boat is a good, good way to spend the fourth. Or on a golf course. I, I think that that is fair. Regardless, we hope that all of you are enjoying your fourth. Regardless of where you are listening to this in the weekend, or you know when, uh, let's let's dig into some football talk. How about that? Um, all right. So, Buck, this is this is more Bloom's wheelhouse, but I I think that I could um, I can chime in here too. What will be the most eye-popping statistic at the end of this football season? I will hang up and listen. Eye-popping Thanks. statistic. Uh, well, four, 15 to 0 would be an eye-popping. Fifteen? Yeah. The way I kind of the way I kind of take this question is like individual for Iowa or, State to have a great yeah. season. Like, what statistic do we need to keep an eye on? The obvious one is turnovers. I mean, that's yeah. that's always the case in football. So they've, they've had a pretty good margin, and but not great. I mean, if you look yeah, at the Campbell era, good, but not great. It, yeah. it hasn't been out of this world good. And so, I one of my first columns I ever wrote for Fanatic, I called it the RDTF factor, which is run defense and turnovers forced. And if you're good in both of those, chances are you will have a successful season. In fact, I've looked at it every year since like 2003, and if you're in the top. 40 in run defense, C-Dub, you have a better than 80% chance of having a winning record. I mean, at the end of the day, as much as these teams throw, when you think of wide open offense, in college football, also in the NFL, you have to stop the run. And that would be my one concern, a little bit of a concern with Iowa State this year, is Jaquan Bailey was very good. Mm-hmm. I agree and, with you. And he was very good against the run. And so if you play Will McDonald more, Will's a freak, but if he's playing... You know, three downs, and he may not. I don't know exactly how they're going to deploy Will. Yeah, but that's the, a mystery. The ability to stop the run, and I think you've seen it a little bit each year since Iowa State debuted this uh, their whatever three three five stack. Teams have found a little more success on the ground against Iowa State. So, can that defensive line, you know, with a couple new faces, I think they're very talented. Can they be good against the run? Because if you can't. If you can't stop the run, it doesn't matter with the pressures you're bringing for John Haycock on third down and getting pressure on the quarterback because teams will just elect to run the ball. And the Big 12's got some talented run offenses. And you've, you've seen now more of a shift, right, where K-State wants to run a little bit more. West Virginia's got Letty Brown, and they can run it. Uh, Baylor's kind of gone more to that system. You know, Iowa can run the ball. So I think if Iowa State has a great year, if they're less than, I'm going to give it less than 135 yards per game allowed on the ground. I think they have a chance to be outstanding. Uh, pass defense is going to be great, but again, stopping the run first and foremost, and ha- you know they've got some talent on that D-line, but uh, you know, moving any around a little bit more, 
Can they can they hold up all season long? I would say to only go on offense. It's really on Brock, yeah. in my opinion. I, I feel like as long as Brees is healthy, you know what you get can expect numbers. from the running game. I think we know what to expect from Brock Purdy um, as far as like a floor goes. I, I think that this team, though, I mean, really, if he can have like a year where he turns it up, honestly, like if you talk to a lot of the diehard football people, I don't really get this, but he's a question mark to them. Yeah, it's, it's it, strange. It's weird. Yeah. I don't get it. He didn't have it. a great statistical year last yeah, year. Yeah, I think if you watch the games as closely as we did, if you knew about the COVID stuff early in the year, um, if you know a lot of the inside Cyclone stuff like like we do, you're way less concerned. This isn't a huge concern to me. I think, though, like the difference between having a good year, which let's say, let's say I think a good year for Iowa State would be 9-3. and three, Yep. Um, to having a great year, which could be like 11-1, and one, playoff contender. I mean, I, I, I think it's on Brock. Like you're going to have to outscore people at some, At point. some point, and I right. think Brock, if he were sitting here with us right now, would like that. Like I, I think he's open to it, and he's got all the weapons at his disposal. Can he go from – he's already great. Yes. He's already the best quarterback in the history of Iowa State football. Can he get to that elite level nationally? If they do that, then we're going to have a really fun year. Yeah, it's interesting. So if you look at Brock's – numbers since he started, you know, came in as a freshman and then 19 and then last year, it's steadily gone down from the efficiency metric. So, you know, first year averaged 10.2 yards per attempt. Now we know anybody who watched that team knows oftentimes it was just throw it up to a game Butler and go, let yeah, him go make exactly. a play. Like it wasn't real sophisticated. And then Brock was running around. Mm-hmm like a chicken with his head cut off a lot of times. And it worked because people didn't really anticipate mm-hmm. him doing that. I mean, you went from, who did he come, who did he even come in for at that point in 18? Was that Zeb? Kempt. Wasn't it? Kempt or Zeb. I mean, they're yeah. both, yeah, because yeah. Kemp got hurt and then yeah. Zeb came in. I think Zeb started that Oklahoma game. He did. It was that year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but he was such a wild card and he made so many good plays. And he was pretty good too for what it's He worth. was. So passer rating that year was 170, which is out of this world. And then the next year's rating went down to 151, but still had 27 touchdowns, nine picks. Last year, rating went down to 142, 19 touchdowns and nine interceptions. So if you look at it, I could see where, you know, just number people are going, what's going on with Brock? He's, he's, uh, you know, regressed a little bit the past couple of years, but the offense has changed. It's going to help him out. They relied so much on Brees last year for good reason. It was effective. Who's that second receiver to step up to? Because you know, Hutchinson is going to be great. Is Milton going to be healthy? Is it Daniel Jackson coming back from injury? They really like this Jalen Knoll. That's a freshman. Or is it a Joe Skates, a Sean Shaw? Like, who are those other weapons that help him out? Who can be that big play opposite of Hutchison and Kohler in the pass game? And that will really help Brock out as well. Do you agree with me, though, that, the, that Brock yeah, it's him. seems... And I, I sensed this when I was helping put together the Athlon. Like, and I'm, I'm working with national guys. Like, this isn't... These aren't even Big 12 guys. These are national guys. There seemed to be a weird level of doubt. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, am I, am I blinded? Because I've seen, I see up close how great this guy is, but they point out the stats and stuff like yep. you, like you did, and, and you know they're not watching every game three times like I do, well, um, it, it, and so that yeah, I think Brock's got to have a really yep. huge year, and he he can't have that first half like he did against Baylor, correct? Or he can't make that 
awful throw like he did against TCU or a couple of jump balls against Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. Like those are the types of things that they're looking at and go, man, if you're going to be elite yeah. and you're this top three-round draft pick, you're this All-American quarterback, can't have those things. But we know Brock's capable, and I think with the added weapons and the healthier weapons, he's poised to have a, a huge, huge year to quiet a lot of those doubters. And I think he gets right back in that NFL conversation, which has quieted down considerably since yeah. after his freshman year. Sukup Manufacturing Summer Series. We move on with the football mailbag here on your 4th of July weekend. Uh, Christopher, after this next football season, what can fans expect from the program? ISU will be the next... Uh, ISU be the next Oklahoma State and always hanging around third in the Big 12, question mark? Um, I think you look at this year and it's like, okay, your win total is nine and a half. Even next year with all the losses, it'll be six and a half. Yeah. I I, I mean, maybe five and a half. But like, I, I do think we're at the point, I'll never forget the first time I ever interviewed Jamie Pollard. Of course, he's coming from Wisconsin. Similar story of an uprising of a football program that was really bad. Jamie's uh, point was, I want to get to the point where we have peak years, but like our bottom years are like, we're still winning six games. We're still winning seven games. I do think the program's at that spot. Now, they're going to lose a ton of talent. They're going to lose a ton of starters. They'll lose as many starters as anybody in the country next year. So nationally, the perception will be like, oh, this is going to be a really down year. But I do think in the trenches and – if you follow recruiting enough and you know how some of these guys are developing, you know what they think about Hunter Deckers. Um, and even Aiden Bowman, we'll see how that goes. Sure. Yep, Deckers is ahead of him now, but I think Bowman's got talent. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that this is going to be a, oh, we're going to go from 10-2 and two to 2-10. Two and 10. We saw that often in the McCarney era, and a lot of that was dictated by schedule. When do you miss Oklahoma and Texas? Yep. Uh, but I, I genuinely think Iowa State is a top three to four program in this conference. Uh, will they be third next year? That's a tall task with all they lose. But I don't think they'll slip out of like the top six. I think they're still a bull team next year. Yeah, I mean, they're, I agree with that. And I think next year, if we're being candid, obviously, I don't want to call it the test is next year, but I think the sustainability beyond this great group of seniors will tell us next year. Like, if you can get to six and seven wins next year, then this thing's this thing's good for the long haul. And I think there's talent. And they, they, they Especially on the offensive line, there's a lot of talent there. And I think that's where you earn your keep of being consistent year to year. You get skill guys here and there, and the transformational talents of Purdy and Hall are what they are, Kohler. But if you can block in the trenches, and again, stop the run on yeah. the other side, you're going to have success in college football. And just the way that they play. Right. It's not flashy, and it's never going to be, but if you can run the ball and stop the run, and they really like their young guys on the D-line as well. You know, J.R. Singleton, Isaiah Lee. These are these are I, players that have played a little bit, but they, they think they're going to be really, really good. I think, too, and, and of course, and buckle up, you guys know this, the Campbell NFL talk will fire up again. Um, I think the one thing to consider, too, he really likes this, like, young guys in his program. Like, I Part of me thinks Matt really wants to see it through because I think yeah. I know Matt believes they could turn this into like a Kansas State or Oklahoma State like you're talking about, Christopher. So just keep that in the back of your mind. I mean, he's had opportunity. He, I, just break. You know it's coming, but I don't think it's a slam dunk is like, oh, all these guys are graduating, so Matt's going to go with them. He's really in love with these recruiting classes that they've had. Well, and he's a he's an odd duck, Campbell is. Honestly. He's a weird like, guy. He, the challenge for him – 
obviously it's always to win a national championship and win at the highest level. But I think he almost takes more pride in, all right, my lottery is leaving. All my lottery winners are leaving. Let me show you what I can do with this next crop. And that'll really prove yeah. my worth as a head coach. Yeah. Like when you're that good as he is, you find little battles to win. And I'm guessing they're already fighting it. All right. You know, people think we're going to go back to mediocrity when this class leaves. I'll show them. And stuff like that's what fire fires him up. And I agree with you. I think this is a challenge for him. And if they if they win this year, lose all these guys, and then win again next year, I mean, that's that's your mark as a head coach. It's what makes the Alabama, Clemson's, Ohio State's that ability to lose these NFL guys and be able to come back and be a perennial top 10 program. And I think that's what motivates Matt and the rest of the staff. Could not agree more. Um, Derek Duke, uh, he writes for Heartland College Sports. Really good guy. I appreciate. I, I like that website. Great a lot. follow. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the work that they do. I'm jealous. I wish that I would have created a site like that. Um, so I like supporting those Pete and Derek and all them. He says, outside of Matt Campbell, which Big Twelve coach would you most like to have a beer with? Which one would you least like to have a beer with? I don't think Matt would be that fun to have a beer with. I, I think Matt would be like, okay, I'm going to go watch film. <laughs> Oh yeah, you've been a good. The only way I want to have a beer with Matt is if we're watching a game like that, like casually, or we're watching like old WWF. I think that'd yeah, be a lot I, of fun. I'm just kidding. I love Matt. Matt like, no, I know, know. He, but he's, he, he's there's not a lot of like that with him. Like he's it's football and family. Like that's just who he is. Yeah, he still doesn't have a lot of Mike Leach no. stories or <laughs> yeah, things like that. That's what right? I mean. Yeah. yeah. I bet he, he probably does. He, he just doesn't tell. Doesn't him. tell. Yeah. No. Um. The rest of the Big Twelve, though. I mean, do you want to rank them? Like, okay. I don't know anything about Neil Brown. You know the Wells brothers. I like. They seem like a good time. But they're not. They're, they're not high on my list. Um. I like. Matt Wells would be a lot of just because I've known him for a while. Sure. Um, he's at Tech. Yeah. The uh, Lance Leopold would be like at the bottom of the list. I, he I feel seem like real. Don't we have to take Steve Sarkeesian out of the conversation? I wondered that. Being that he's a I don't know what the situation is, yeah. Yeah, but like I feel like it's insensitive to have him in this conversation. I would agree with that. And um, Gary Patterson would probably, you know, after a couple, start playing his guitar, which... I don't know. I mean, I, sometimes I just want to have a beer. I don't need. I don't need somebody playing their their instrument. Okay, well, let's just go through them real quick. Um, Chris Kleiman. I don't think I'd want to have a beer with no, him. I don't think so either. I, I'm, I'm putting him in the Leopold category. It's just kind of. We got like some they, dull they, coaches yeah, this they, year. Really, yeah, there's not a lot of. I mean, Herman was the obvious choice. Herman, we've had a beer with Herman. <laughs> I've experienced yeah, that multiple a, times, and I'm a big fan. Time. And yeah, like I. I think that I'd Dave, like to experience that again. Dave Aranda reminds me of that wall in your office. Like, I don't think he's going to be real fiery to. It's I mean, Mike Lincoln Gundy. Riley. Lincoln like, Riley. No, I mean we could sit there and talk like schemes. But again, not 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 a lot of energy there. Okay, so it comes down to Gundy for me. Gundy Patterson. Gundy and Patterson. Like those are the two guys that. Who are we missing? Have we named everybody else? I think we've named everybody else. Least like to have a beer with Neil Brown is a. I'd, I mean Neil guy. Brown's from. He's a Southern guy. Yeah, he could probably bring some moonshine in. Um, Dave Aranda, I have zero interest. Yep. Nope. I mean, I I like Matt Wells, but he's going to be in the Mountain West again soon. <laughs> um, Tyler Shuck might be the answer for them, though. Could be. I hope so. I I mean, I want them to do well. Like I, they're 
Good when, people. When the Wells brothers are there, they're legit my second favorite team in the Big 12. I, I yeah, want because they are awesome people and they love Iowa State. They're they're good Iowa yeah, State. Yeah, so Luke, Luke's what the Luke, offensive coordinator it, 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 now? Yeah, or is he yeah, the yeah he's a co offensive coordinator, but Luke, who was on Paul Rhodes' staff, right. still, guys, like t- daily during the season, or not, but when games happen, will we'll t- text me about the Cyclones. Nice like he loved his experience up here for his Man, family. I, it's Gundy and Patterson, though. That's where the that's that's the answer. I mean, so you got to we're, we're picking between this. You know that you know Patterson's gonna. He takes his guitar with him. I'm sure. I feel like if it, if you pick Patterson, like you're gonna be at a honky tonk. You're you're in Fort Worth. It's you're at a fun bar. Yeah, you're having, but but he he's the center of attention. He's the type of guy that hey Gary, come on stage, and he's like no. No, I don't. All right, I brought my guitar. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like, then all of a sudden, it's a party. And it's a party. But then you're not getting the intimate one-on-one no conversation. Gary's the entertainment. Which, you know, if you want to go to a concert, invite Gary Patterson. But if you if you want to uh, be a man. So, yeah, that's the thing. So I feel like we're picking between that what you just laid out with Patterson and this is a concern for me because I don't know if I'm sitting there and I've had a few too many drinks I don't want to set him off this was brought to me by a mother of children I think this is worth reading let me tell you why I'm talking about this article three-fourths of this is inaccurate it's fiction and this like article, you slip up and say something wrong. Embarrasses me. And he stands up on the bar. Or you get poor customer service. Yeah. And oh. it becomes a scene. And that article. He's wearing his OAN t-shirt. Had to have been written by a person that doesn't have a child. And has never had a child that's had their heart broken and come home upset. This and steak had to deal with the child is medium rare. When he is upset, I ask a person when he's down. For well done. I where's this pig? The double, in. not the single. He goes to class. There are onions. He's respectful to the media. On this burger. He's respectful to the public. I ask for an orange in my blue moon. And he's not a professional <laughs> athlete, and he doesn't deserve to be kicked when he's down. Yeah, it could just be a scene. <laughs> and that, if you have a child someday. You'll understand how it feels. I'm gluten free. You don't have a child. I do. If your child goes down the street and somebody makes fun of him because he dropped a pass in a pickup game, what year or was says he's fat? You think? And he comes home crying. You deserve his mom, a tip after this garbage. You but you haven't had that. But someday you will. And when your child comes home. You'll understand. What am I paying for? If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes. Here it is. You go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. This beer is flat. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Change the Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. This beer is garbage. You're garbage. an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? You're kidding me. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. 
I'm a man. I'm 40. Yes. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. I'm not a kid. Write something about me. The what best year was that? 2007? Uh, Eight? Yeah, 2007. Man. The best part of this the whole thing to me is this part. It doesn't make any sense. I, I can't figure out what he was like thinking. If anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. It came to me from this a mother. This was brought to me by a mother of children. <laughs> <laughs> like what, a mother of cubs? Like what? I mean, this Dog mom. a mother of children. children. Well, no, I, I, no kidding, he, Mike. Didn't, he didn't read it, but let me show it to you. Oh, that's a relic from the past. Uh, I think I still got to go with Gundy, though. Wild card. Yeah, I. And he's been I, around. I, you take Gundy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go, go with Gary. I mean, Gary Patterson and I follow each other on Twitter. It's true. We're it's already a close I, connection. Gary Patterson and I are pretty close, and we've had a lot of talks. That uh, he he's a big fan. Well, I, again, take a step back. Take a look at your life. But really, kind children. Totally different from the men's basketball Kiss coaches. your wife. The men's they're, basketball they're coaches awesome. have a lot more life to them. Well, they're I better with Lon. I mean, it, Lon's better than Porter Mosier, but. Yeah. And yeah, I guess you've lost. Well, Beard would be a riot. Beard's a. I'd have a beer with Beard. Bill Self would be Bill awesome. Self would be the all time yep. best. Like, yep. there's no. Uh, Bruce Weber, no. No. He just giggle at you the whole time. Nobody even knows who the tech coach is. So I'm throwing him out. Scott Drew, Mike Boynton, Mike Boynton, Scott Drew would be great. I just don't but know. It's Huggy Bear. I mean, Huggy Bear's the winner. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, man. Hey, okay, Huggy Bear. If you just want to sit at like a tavern and have a really low key I, night, uh, I feel like self. It's going to be more of like a power and light district. Yeah, you know? he's he's not afraid to club, from what I understand. Um. So, I've heard a story about Huggins as it relates to Ames. So, West Virginia usually stays out in West Ames. And uh, Huggins has put in requests in the past that West Town Pub stay open a little late. <laughs> and they'll close it down. I love it. The guy is who he is. Very authentic. Okay. <laughs> Jared Leeper, a uh, friend of the program. Yeah, Bondurant, Bondurant guy Bondurantian. Now. What kind of emotions do you expect to feel at the first game on September 4th in front of a full stadium? <coughs> well, I mean, I will. That'll be a big deal for me. Uh, I, it bothered me last year to the point where I couldn't even go. It just, uh, it it bothered me to my soul. It'll be, bre- it, it for tailgaters and stuff, I mean, God, like, and then the year before the pandemic, like, it was such bad weather and, like, times and stuff. Yeah, I forgot with that. Yeah, there's one thing after another with yeah, I just, lightning. The, the the cool thing about Iowa State, like, I was thinking about this with the, when the first part of this mailbag bloom when we were talking about, like, which games would you go to? Remember we had yep. that question? Yep. The reason I said Vegas, and I thought about this afterwards when I knew we were going to answer Jared's question, because I've had so many great experiences with these Iowa State fans who, frankly, I don't even know all of their names, but they're like family. Like, they, yeah. I'll see that because I've seen them so many, like Kansas City, Big 12 tournaments, um, bowl games, whatever, and they'll hug you, and it's like a family, and that is such a special deal. I'm sure other fan bases are somewhat like that, but I think that we've got something pretty neat here. So it's kind of like um, 
getting back together with your family for the first time in a couple of years. That's how I will view it. And it really helps that you got a top 10 program on top of it, but less about that, more about the people. Yeah, and that first game is always, you know, that familiar drive you make from wherever you are in the state or the Midwest. And you go around the corner and you see the tailgaters and you see Jack Trice Stadium for the first time and you all the extracurriculars and to miss out on that for most Iowa State fans for an entire year, it's special anyway. Throw in you're coming off a nine-win season in a Fiesta Bowl and you're in the top ten and you're a playoff contender. I mean, the anticipation for that UNI game is just going to be off the charts. The electricity, it's already great. Even when Iowa State wasn't very good, you throw in all that stuff, plus not seeing friends and family in forever. Man, it's the buildup is going to be out of this world, and, and I don't think anything we've in, ever experienced before. So it's just uh, makes the gives you goosebumps just thinking about that that first that first tailgate. Oh, uh, the 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 Louisiana game from, <sighs> that was just to be in that stadium that, that day. Was so it was awful. just I bad didn't, for so many. I'm glad reasons. I didn't go, but yeah. it was equally as bad watching it at home. I yeah. can promise you. <laughs> None of that, please. My dad was here because they they had come up to help <clears throat> so I could work. Right, because you had to do stuff. And my my old man, Brent, I mean, he, I don't know if I ever seen him that down after that Louisiana game. I'm sure other people know know what I'm talking about. I, Holy mackerel. It's, it's amazing now, looking back an entire year, what that year – the, the ups and downs, starting with the down of, of Louisiana, and, but what that, that year actually meant in the long run. I mean, we, a year ago, you were just getting over COVID, right? And you were one of the first to experience it, and then so many other people got it and went through the, the hell that it was. And so I think this will be really a kind of a rebirth with the football season as it, it almost marks this. We've, we've been at this now 18 months, and we can all get back to really the first big-time atmosphere for Iowa State fan. Now there's been some... So professionally, which yeah. has been great to see, but this will be the but first. Not with our family. Well, with, with, yeah, with your fam- family and friends. Alex Gukin, um, according to the current preseason S&P numbers, Iowa State would be a 40.1 favorite against UNLV <laughs> on the road. And we're all buying tickets for $400 a piece. <laughs> Do you think the Cyclones will break their record for largest spread minus 41 versus Drake in 2018? I'm we don't like, talk about that game. What? I don't what did that We played Drake? Do you think that they'll cover it? No and no. Yeah, I don't think it'll get that high. Now, and if Iowa State beats Iowa by four touchdowns then maybe, but still you're talking about a road game. I already I'm on the record Iowa State wins against Iowa by 17 this year. Man, that would be delightful. Um, I just Vegas is not it, good, right? I, well, I, mean, I haven't really looked well, at the. I need no. The they're Rebs. terrible. They. I actually last year Brent was just betting against them blindly every year. They are awful. Yeah, I mean, so I think that you're looking at probably the largest point spread for an Iowa State away game, which I believe was Kansas, uh, this past year. Three years ago, which ended up being like twenty six, they won't cover the forty because they got a road trip at Baylor right. the next week. Right, they'll, they'll coast in the second half. Yeah, and to. it's Campbell. I mean, like that. 
Although you, with all the shenanigans Vegas has pulled, yeah, maybe, maybe you maybe you stick it you, to him. Does Otzelberger like slip Campbell a hundred and be like, "Hey, hang an extra fourteen yeah, let, on him"? Let Deckers throw an extra couple times, pal. Find Jalen Knoll a few times to get him on the board. Yeah, I mean Pollard can't be happy with all this shenanigans with Vegas no. either. I think, but they won't. Matt will still not. That's just not his style. Although I was surprised when they. When Deckers threw that touchdown against Kansas. Yeah, that was cool. That was kind of fun. Um, yeah, but that, that Baylor game. So I have two trap games on the schedule. The two biggest trap games on the schedule to me. Baylor, September 25th, and West Virginia, October 30th. I don't want any piece of those two games. Well, yeah, because Vegas is a late game. Iowa State Charters, they're probably back in Ames 4 in the morning on Sunday. Quick turnaround. Get back on a flight Friday afternoon to to Waco. You hope it's not nine thousand degrees again. Those are two major trap games. Yeah, that that game, that Baylor game is uh and it's is the, a little scary. It's sandwiched with the a road trip to Vegas. I mean Kansas the next week. So who? But you're coming off of Iowa, highly emotional. Yeah, and Baylor's one of those teams that that should be better this year because they had such a, a disjointed off season. Aranda was new, didn't really get to. West Virginia is in the worst possible spot. Who's who's that between? Oklahoma State and Texas. Oof. Both home games? Yeah. And then you got to go to Morgan. Yeah, and it's not I a don't. quick road trip. Well, and, and I could equally say Tech, but I don't think Tech will be as good as West Virginia. But Tech is in between Texas and Oklahoma. And there's a bye week? Where's the bye week? The bye week is After between Kansas. Kansas and Kansas State. Okay, man. You, you know what was nice, though, was that play three games, take a week off, play three games, take a week off of yeah. last year's schedule. Yeah. I think I think that's a factor here. Iowa State was really, really healthy last year, and that was a big reason why. I mean, there was a couple of games where they had some key guys, Charlie Kohler, uh, Greg Eisworth, Mike Rose. Mike Rose was more dinged up than people realized last year that because of that extra week, they were able to rest up and get healthy and play. Um, where this year, you only get the one bye week, and so... Depth in the program. It should be better, but that's another factor of if you look at before last year, some Campbell teams got worn down as the year went on, um, mainly in 2019. So you hope then that depth is good and that you stay injury-free. Okay. Well, let's move on to some different type of topics. Um, these are more general, uh, less football. We're about halfway into this thing. And uh, Josh, Josh Gerlach, I Big race guy. What is something you're currently not doing but would like to do with Cyclone Fanatic in the future? Um, I, well, I always want to cover more recruiting. Yeah. Just more. I'd love to That's like. That's the next. I'd love frontier. to just be able to stick it to the services. It's hard when they have those national. Yeah, it's just. Databases. Correct. And that's the hardest part. I mean, it just always comes down to us as resources. It's like if we want to, if we want to do something big, well, it's got to come out of our pocket, and we have to hire to do it, and then time. But like the the networks have so much of an advantage on that. We are getting a new app, which it which would be one thing that will be that should be ready actually in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's much better than our current one. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I personally want to be able to write more. Uh, I just, 
I haven't had the time. It the with the pandemic and just the business side of things. I, I don't know if this is what Josh is really fishing for. I want to do more streaming. I mean, I, I know I've talked to you and I'm kind of hounding you and Van Winkle about it. I do think our Sunday night podcast will in some capacity be live going forward. And we'll, we'll keep pushing in, in that we, our audience really responded well to that last yeah, those year. Preview shows. And yeah, the so we're going to, we'll keep, we'll keep pushing that. Um, but we just, we need to keep, in my opinion, one, the, the reason we grew to what we did is because we did content better than anybody back in the day. And we need to keep doing that. We can't rest on our lore. I, we got to get better on recruiting. We don't cover recruiting well enough. Um, the podcasts are great, but we've got to find a way to evolve with that. Everything's got to be more mobile. I don't know. Did I answer that correctly? Yeah, this think, is all kind of inside no, baseball. Stuff, sure. But. but for me, if I had a perfect world and I could just, you know, do content for Cyclone Fanatic. I would love the longer form history stuff. Yeah. I thought the the favorite thing I've ever done in content was our interview with McCarney last year. Yeah. That I was mean, so good. It was that knowledge of where we come from to where we are today and the ties in and why it matters and why it's important. But also, I mean, that's a young Iowa State fan base. It's, yeah. It would amaze me the response we got from, from fanatics that are, in college or just out of college, I had no idea what McCarney did for that program. So, I mean, I would love a podcast with Larry, with Tim Floyd, uh, with Jamal Tinsley, with oh, Pfizer. By like the way, some of those stories that, that get forgotten about that are now 20 years old. Uh, we have a uh, surrogate to Larry. Oh. Larry has verbally um, accepted a spot on the podcast, on the Legends podcast. Don't tease me. No, I'm, I'm serious. I forgot to tell you that. That team is still my and I, I don't think it'll ever be top because it was, I was 16 years old at the time and that's kind of when you're in the prime of your you know college yeah. sports are the best like Absolutely. you're emotionally invested and that was that 99-2000 team I can remember every single detail of that season I would just talk to Larry just about that year alone it'd be interesting to get details on like what happened the next year when you when you win the Big 12 again and then you lose to Baylor and you lose to Hampton but I don't want to get too sad with him either. But that that the 99-2000 team was a story that I want to tell because it happened. It was amazing. It crashed at the very end. But that is still the best Iowa State team, men's basketball, football, women's basketball I've ever seen. I Should have been a national champion. This probably isn't really Cyclone Fanatic. Maybe I guess it probably would be published by Cyclone Fanatic. But I, I really do want to write a book. In, in 2024 will be my 20th year of doing this. And, um, God, I've seen a lot of things behind the scenes. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun in a way. And I don't know if you could marry the two, but the growth of Iowa State Athletics and the growth of the fan base with Fanatic, like they're on parallel paths in a way and i'm not saying fanatic is to, for credit no, for but i think we would never claim that there but. is a connection with all the three things together and i think that would make for a natural story to tell well the reason we started cyclone fanatic well so jeremy started it is the message board right yeah the wayne morgan yeah luch and the laser go. boys and me get involved luch buys it and we the reason why um obviously he's a big iowa state fan um, but it was, I mean, it was really good reasoning to do this because 
it kind of worked perfectly because I I had been offered I could have worked for a scout. Mm-hmm. I could have been running the Iowa State scout site, but it was such a terrible job. And I had zero faith in it. And it was like I had this other job back home. And, like, I was kind of more – I mean, I had been doing the internet, the internet thing for a while, but I had a really bad experience with the Cyclone Nation thing. And I, yeah. I really was kind of burnt out burnt, and sure. di- didn't really – I mean, it was honestly almost bringing me out of the business. Um, So – from there, these guys are Iowa State fans who want more Iowa State coverage, but they are not getting it. So they're like, well, screw it. We're going to buy this new message board that has all this traffic. And then they hired me to basically do it. Like, just these guys were just like, stuff. hey, yeah. go ahead and just run See with it. it. Like, it wasn't yeah. – they kind of just trusted me. And it, that is what I was passionate about was – I wanted to be doing the Iowa State thing and the internet thing specifically. I had zero interest in working for a newspaper or a TV station yep. or anything like that. Um, and the fan base just really like gravitated to it because there was nothing else. Like we were just kind of more in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's interesting to see where it'll go. And then, you know, I don't, I'm not bringing up name, image, and likeness for too long, but I think the players now will have more of a voice to do their own thing too. And so I think an opportunity for fanatic down the road, I don't know if it's immediate, but you know, it's finding ways to connect with the the student athletes more now that they can profit over some of this stuff. So should be some opportunity there too. Um, but I, I, I posted the last thing on this is like, I, I kind of made a decision really in the last year that I'm not going anywhere. Like this is going to be my last stop. If I, I'll just get out of the business before I leave Cyclone Fanatic and KXNO. Probably, I. At some point, you just have to be thankful for what you have and quit looking around. And yep. I, I, the pandemic kind of did that for me. I was like, man, I'm really. I kind of like being able to have the flexibility to just be a dad and like you know and all this stuff. So like for me, I just want to. I would really love, in ten years for the company I formed during the pandemic 712 media to have like multiple outlets. That to me is like my, well, my you, dream and give really good jobs to young journalists and treat them really well and give them a 401k and health insurance and do all the things that, you know, a lot of young you journalists wanted. don't yeah. get because of the corporate structure. Yep. And technology is going to allow for all sorts of new voices to let that happen. I mean, just look at, our capability in the last yeah. 18 months is that's increased with video, with streaming, with everything yeah, like else. And the numbers that are reflected in that, like you don't need, you don't need the big machines anymore to get right to the audience. 60,000 people watched our deal with McCarney. Here you go. Uh, Chris Shipley. Uh, I've always wanted your perspective on breaking into the business. And what do you feel was the moment where you felt like you were legit and making a difference? Oh man. That's a big question. Legit. I still don't feel like I'm legit. Yeah, I would. I would agree there. I, I, I think we'll both <laughs> we'll both agree, right? Like it's we can say how great we are, which is not true. It's a timing thing. So when we both got out of college, it just happened to hit right when there was that void of you know your traditional news coverage and a growing fan base, and something like Cyclone Fanatic, you know, really took off at that time, and it, and I think any any success in life 
comes down to timing and luck more so than we want to admit it. Oh, absolutely. Like there's, Read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I, I read example. it for a second time, but like the overwhelming majority of ultra successful people in life, like one, they have some talent, but two, they were born right or they were... Yeah, in the right situation yeah, at the right time. No doubt. So I think that more than anything, that's what it is. But I mean, for me, I mean, made it, I don't, I still don't think, I mean, definition of made it, but a couple like pinch me moments for me, uh, the first trip I did with women's basketball when I was a senior in college and they, I was on the charter for the first time to Boulder, Colorado. And I saw how, what that life was like, where yeah, yeah. you go to the Ames airport, you're on a flight, you land, you get taken to dinner, you get to stay at a nice hotel and then you get to call a big 12 game. I mean that, and I was seeing like, Oh my gosh, like yeah. this is what, this, this is what is it's all about. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so that was big. Um, and then at least for us, when we got to call those games in Orlando on the Cyclone Radio Network for the men's basketball tournament down there, Monte's senior season. Yeah, that was a that was, that was a it was like, man, we've come a long way. Getting to work from, with you has always been a thrill for me. Yeah, and from when we did the yeah. ISU TV show or the student radio, and now we're sitting courtside on the Cyclone Radio Network, staying at a kick-ass hotel, um, calling a really good basketball team. Like, that was a – my gosh. Like, we, we've – a lot has happened in the last 10 years. So that, that was really cool, but it's again, luck and timing. I don't not taking credit for, for anything. I just think we fanatic in particular had a sweet spot for the, the growing fan base. Yeah. I give Luch a lot of credit mm-hmm. for spotting that the way that he did. And he's a nut. Like he, the way that he follows his teams, like he's a Cowboys fan. And like during camp, I mean, he's watching daily updates and that's all he always wanted with Iowa state. And and it's turned into a but good business. Advice, and I'll, I'll get um, younger, aspiring broadcaster, journalists reaching out, you know, several times a year. And the, my advice would be is you have to practice and be ready when that moment comes. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when I was a senior and in, in college, and Rich Fellingham at the time had to take a vacation or had a wedding or something, and that was my time to to give it a shot and make mm-hmm. an impact. And I did well enough that they, they brought me back again. Like you have to have the reps and do the practice and be ready when you're, when that time does come up and develop the relationships. And I think that's where, where you're really good as maybe more so than anybody I know in the media business is you have great relationships. So when it comes to a tough conversation or there's a time to network, you have that contact ready to go, who will go to bat for you, which is something that they don't teach you in journalism school of, I mean, just like any other business, it comes down to who you know and, and you know, when you know it. So. Yeah, and it's funny because on the name, image, and likeness conversations, I've been thinking a lot about this, and they're like, well, they're going to use the business school, which is great. They should. I mean, you're obviously very yeah. – they, they should um, to, like, you know, taxes, marketing, all that stuff. Phenomenal resource. Yep, a lot of knowledge. There's also an aspect where it's like, well – I mean, how many of those professors have been working with ad agents in Des Moines, you know, and like there's this real world capability to it. I was thinking about journalism professors now. Like, I I don't know. I haven't been to the Greenlee school in a while. They, they kind of held their arms and kept me at a distance for a while because of the internet thing, which I'm going to get to here in a minute. But like how many of those professors even have Twitter feeds and they're sending these kids out there, right? Like, so they, it's getting better. Um, and I don't want to put all like faculty in a bad no, light. I'm, nope. That's not what I'm trying to do. I greatly value my degree, 
Um, it's just the industry changes quicker than yes, the education does. Absolutely. And, it, and that what what I appreciate now, at least in the call to business, because I'm there every day, is is do a good job of talking to industry to make sure that your your academics are lining up with what they need. I mean, at the end of the day, Iowa State is a pipeline for the next generation. So the companies want to make sure they're being taught what's no relevant. Doubt. And that, but you, to your point, it's always a little bit behind, and there's no way. Um, the academics can keep up lockstep all the time. A couple moments for me, um, specifically with Cyclone Fanatic, I, I think for us was the day we hired Rob Gray was a really big deal. Yeah, coming from the register. and Yeah, I mean, he left the Cedar Rapids Gazette, Gazette to, right. to join up with the little fan site. That was a big deal for us. I thought I thought for a long time Rob was the best sports writer in the state. And to, to be able to – I thought that that was kind of like – that kind of sent some – shockwaves through the yeah, industry. Yeah, because everybody knew Rob. Um, number two, that that's really all it is. And this is a character flaw. I've talked about this. My therapist has been hounding on me. <laughs> Real life stuff. I always just, I always have a chip on my shoulder. I'm always thinking somebody's trying to screw me. I'm all, That's yep. just me. Um, and man, like that was the hardest part for me for so long doing this was just being labeled the fan site guy, the internet guy. And like you, you would go to these, like, you know, you go to an NCAA tournament and they would literally stick you in the right. Yeah. You're in the corner, which, and even at Iowa state to this day, like, and that's fine. I don't even care. Like I'm not complaining. They let us cover the team when nobody else was letting fan sites in. Yep. I'm not complaining, but they'll put us up top in Hilton with all the newspapers, get like two Court spots side. down low. Right. And, and like it, for me, it was always a, it didn't bother me, but it motivated me. Yep. And I I don't know when it was, Brent, but it seemed like there was some sort of a f- switch flipped in the last three years, four years, where um, the internet guys are no longer – we're not all good, by the way. Like, there's some bad internet guys, and there's just like there's good newspaper guys. But, but I felt like that stigma was kind of lifted from Lesson. us. Yep. Does that no? And I think from the fan base, you you obviously there's experience, right? So Randy Peterson's always going to have that over. No doubt. And you're never going to catch. He's that a legend. He's been around for as long as he well, has. He's almost fifty years now at the register. But I mean, you're you've been covering Iowa State pretty much as long as anybody else. I know that do it daily I mean, now. Twenty years in seventeen years right now. Yeah. So I think. So. I think the title or the the platform doesn't matter as much as the person now covering it so you can you know if you went and worked for something else now you're still chris williams covering iowa state you're not chris williams that writes for x paper it's like you you are your own and i and i think that's where it took a while for some of the uh traditional media to discover you are in a way fans want to read your stuff but they also want to relate to you too like you kind of are your own yeah, um, brand in a in a way. So yeah, no, no, I, that that I agree. That's changed. And I even looking at, you know, I mean, when you're reading other people across the Big Twelve or across college football, you don't look at and you go, oh man, that person's with oh I've Bama got, Illustrated. I can't trust I, them. And that's you know? another reason why it's so tough for those newspapers now to hire, because, I mean, it 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 makes it really difficult to get subscriptions because like, oh the. Austin Statesman isn't like the the source the now, yep. like it used to be. 
Um, and we all serve a purpose. Like I, last thing I want to do is be like, oh, he's crapping all over. No, like the we need the register and yes. the Tribune to be doing FOIAs, and like there's a need for all that, and that's why I always tell you guys to support them. Like I do, I have subscriptions to to all of them. I'm not trying to. When I said earlier, I'm trying to crush them. That that was probably a little bit strong. I'm not trying to put anybody out of work, but I but I. I still, I have to motivate myself every day in some yeah. capacity. Well, it's like uh, we talked about earlier with Campbell. It's like, you don't think I can do this? I'm going to show you. It's a very similar it's, mindset. Yeah. I got a wooden award vote too. When that happened, oh, like, man. it was like, wow, they're giving an internet guy one. That was, that was like. Still no Heisman though? So selfishly, no. Randy, Randy controls the Heisman. I don't think Peterson will ever give me one. <laughs> I, he's too old school. Like he doesn't think a guy like me could be objective and that's, that's fine. <laughs> I love him. He's like a uncle to me. Yeah. But that's the truth. Guys from that era, they they don't think I can be objective. Sure. Even if I I know I can be, uh, and I know I I believe that I am. But I Even, also still like will show up and I'll have an Iowa State hat on. And to those guys, it's cringeworthy, and I get it. Even though somebody a couple of years ago in the Eastern Iowa media voted for Josie Jewell for Heisman. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I didn't even know that. But, yeah, I mean, that's the reality of it. I, and I would make the argument, I I bet I watch as much college football yeah. as anybody who yeah, has I mean, a it's Heisman vote. But part of whatever. it's going to be slow. But it, it's amazing the last 10 years how much it has changed. And it's kind of lucky lucky to be my, a part My of whole thing, too, to be a very lucky, and I just want to be a positive. I want us, not me, but Cyclone Fanatic, to just be a positive thing going. I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, people were annoyed. I, I, we, we wanted, we've, man, our company is through, um, our users has raised over a hundred thousand dollars for charities since we've been doing this to where, when Chris asked making a difference, the first one for me huh, would be the St. Baldrick's yeah, deal. When that's true, that first year I shaved my head and we raised like 15 grand and it was like, holy crap. Like I didn't know that we had the With reach that power yeah. to do something that's, like that. No, I didn't even think about the, philanthropic part of it. I mean, we, and the connections you can, I mean, that's the other part. Another part for me is when I get made, it's such a strong term, but um, one of the first events, the recruiting events, and there was like even a hundred people showed up. Yeah. It's like, Oh my gosh, people actually pay attention to this stuff and want to come. And then they're, they'll go out of your way and like, Hey, enjoy your stuff on. I was like, why do you read? Like it, it took, takes a while. I, and I still remember after Iowa state won the, the first big 12 championship, against Baylor down in Kansas City. And so we were What a night. And then went out to the bar afterwards, and you and I could not buy a beer because all these Cyclone <laughs> fans were... We're lucky because they were so drunk. And yeah, they, they yeah, didn't no, they realize didn't know the money that, that they were throwing At off. that point, it's kind of like, man, like we get caught up in our own world. We don't realize that... Yeah. And, not, and we're like so far on the bottom of... I don't even say the word celebrity, but it's at that point, people actually do read what's going on on Fanatic, and that's really cool. Yeah. And thanks to all of you yeah. for doing that. And we'll, we just want to be a positive force. That's that's the biggest thing. If we do that, then everything it's else a good will day. everything else will pull together. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, there are some other questions, but I think that we've basically handled all of the um, the, the the basic stuff here. We will do. So what I think what we're going to do for the next summer series. This is Bloom's idea. Um, five years ago, we did a podcast. Six, six years okay, ago. Okay, six years ago, we did a podcast. One predicting of our first ones. 
the next five years in Iowa State. Yep. And we're going to cut that up and see if we were right, wrong, indifferent. But that will be a lot. All of the above. Have you bought? Have you listened? I I listened to it the other day, and it is hilarious how off we were in some parts, like not even in the, <laughs> not even on the, not even on the platform, uh, and then how close we were in some other stuff. Well, that's so. Good. That was still in the middle it's good of that. We're not complete idiots. The main to- the one of the main topics there was will the Big Twelve implode or will the Big Twelve add teams? And so it was interesting, even interesting how much it's changed from that to where we are today, and. The thought of Iowa State being a top ten football team was not entertained in that discussion. No. So it's Rhodes fun. would have still been it. here then, right? Rhodes was right before his last year, and okay. so we kind of tiptoed around that. And then maybe as interestingly, Steve Proman not coached a game yet when he recorded that. Really? Yeah. So it was the summer before so, summer he got hired, and that was a weird summer too. Yeah. So it, I, I think we'll we'll cut that up and. And have some reflections of, of how off we were, but how close we were in a couple of things. That'll be fun. Uh, thanks to Sukup Manufacturing for sponsoring the summer series. We've got four more of these for you throughout the summer. Hope you guys are enjoying the Sukup Legend series as well. Uh, we'll keep adding. So the good thing too about Ots having the job is I'm I'm getting back in touch with a lot of these guys from that era. Uh, I think Brackens is going to come on. Cool. Um, who else did? Uh, oh, Melvin. Melvin Edgem's going to come on and talk with me. And then um, I have Matt Thomas lined up as wow. well. So we'll have some fun. Hopefully we can get you in on some of these whenever. We we tend to have to record yeah. when you're working. Sure. But um, well, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the one with Bridget. Yeah, uh, thank gonna you. Be, it's going to be tough to top. And she is definitely She's, one of the preeminent legends. I can't wait until her number's in the rafters. No doubt. Uh, sooner rather than later, yes. hopefully. Uh, thanks, Bloom. Appreciate Th- thank it. Thank you, pal. Be safe, everybody out there, with your 4th of July weekend. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, be safe and go Cyclones.